Thank you for joining on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in the industries, published authors, and fascinating people. As a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth. People matter, self-worth matters, and time matters. When all of that aligns, everything works. And I cannot wait to share this week's episode with you. We've got Megan Hoffmeister with us, and she is an amazing woman in business. She operates the Dostal House. And uh, thank you for being with us today, Megan. Hi there. Thanks, Marlo. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So Megan empowers women to live their best lives, and she's also transforming small businesses with content marketing and social media, and I can't wait to dig into that because that is such a hot topic for all of us. Megan's a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a very specific interest in female founders, small business, and then lifestyle industries. She's the founder of the Dostal House. It's a woman's workspace. It's a retail boutique and a social hub and, uh, and a club for most. So I can't wait to, to find out um, how you came about and she's also the founder of The Signed End Studio. She does specialize in content creation and then social media strategies. So, oh, my gosh, where do we even start? What a, what a great background you have. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades, maybe not an expert of any of them, but I enjoy what I do a lot. <laughs> and doesn't that matter the most, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So let's go where you are right now, Megan. Can you provide some insight into your personal and business life that allows listeners to get to know a little bit more about who you are and then what you do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, – I, I always kind of start my story with stealing a quote from Diane von Furstenberg, who's brilliant, and I have enjoy her and her story so much. Um, she says that she always, she's never known what she wanted to be when she grew up, but she always knew what kind of woman she wanted to be. And I feel like I can relate to that totally, wow. 100%. Um, I, I grew up thinking I was going to be a dentist. I went to the University of Iowa and realized very quickly that I was a really smart girl in a small pond, but I blended in and couldn't cut it in chemistry and the sciences while I was at university. And I kind of had an identity crisis and I didn't know what I wanted to do because I had counted on that so much. Um, and so I bopped around for a little bit. I, I dropped out of school. I worked for retail and I eventually went back and um, I had retail in my blood. I loved the interaction with people and, and helping them find solutions to their problems. And so as my final project in college, I wrote a business plan for um, my dream business, which was a women's clothing store. And I, I graduated. I threw my business plan into my desk drawer and went about my merry way. About a year and a half after I graduated from college, I found myself realizing that I was working awfully hard to make somebody else's dreams come true, and that didn't sit well with me. So I ended up opening up my own clothing store and ran that from here in Cedar Rapids, where I live, um, in a time where the city was rebuilding after a massive, massive flood. I was one of the first retail operations to reopen after our city was devastated. Um, ran that for three years, learned a lot uh, about myself, good things, bad things. Um, I, I learned that I 
can always dig deeper. And when I think I have no more left to give, I, there's always some place to dig deep and find a little bit more. Um, but I eventually closed that business. And um, once again, found myself struggling to figure out what the heck my purpose was and what I was supposed to do in my life. So I opened, I, I started my own blog thinking this is it's something to get me up and out of bed. I can be creative. I've always enjoyed creating things. Um, and I just kind of used it as a personal diary almost. I figured probably no one is ever going to read this, but this gives me purpose and I can explore this social media thing. Um, and I became obsessed. I became completely obsessed with social media. I love the marketing world. I love the, the power and potential of social media and how it's changing the marketing game and what it can do specifically for small businesses for a little bit of nothing. I think it's really, really powerful. But um, one day my I was newly married. My husband came home and he said, babe, you haven't left the couch or changed out of your pajamas in five days. And this is not exactly what I thought yeah. newlywed life would look like. Um, but I was just so consumed in what I was doing. He's like, this isn't good for your soul, though. You love people. You feed off of other people's energy. Other people need your energy. Like this, you're not living the best version of yourself by sitting at home in your pajamas working like this. So, um, I moved my business, my, my stay-at-home business, my obsession, it wasn't really even a business yet, to a downtown office um, or a little house. I uh, owned real estate in the downtown area from owning my store, and so I called up a couple of girlfriends that I knew were also in the startup phase but had products that they could sell, and I said, girls, what if we went downtown? What if we tried to do this store thing again? And I just need energy. I just need people around me to keep me motivated. So I'll be upstairs officing. You girls can run your businesses. Let's just get together and push each other along. And um, they said, great, we're in. So we set up shop downtown in my little house um, slash office space. And I issued a press release to the local paper saying that, hey, we're here. There's a new shop in town. Come down and see us. And um, I shared a little bit about how um, there were a couple of female founders that were all working together and how we loved the magic that we were creating by being able to collaborate and pick each other's brains. And my email was flooded with women reaching out to me saying, hey, I get it. I work from home, I, but I don't know where to plug in. Like sometimes I wish I had someplace else to go. Or stay-at-home moms that were like, well, my kids are at school all day. I just want adult interaction. I want something that's going to challenge me. And I thought to myself, gosh, I didn't even know it, but I'm onto something. So uh, the Dassel House was born from a very organic place. Really, I, I founded it because it was something that I needed. I needed other women that understood the struggles of starting a business and the ups and downs of what entrepreneurial life looks like so that when I was having bad days, I had people to turn to. And when I was having good days, I had people to celebrate with. So now I have six businesses that are housed within my women's co-working space, um, which is a two-story house. And on the first floor is the retail store, and I call it the living room, which is where we hold, host the social club events. I uh, launched a calendar in January of this year full of both personal growth and professional growth and just plain fun activities to bring women of all walks of life of different fashions and passions together to be able to meet and network and connect and build relationships in a really casual, organic, authentic way. So mm. that's my story. That's where I'm at. 
It's awesome. And as people are listening to this episode, Megan, I mean, you can just, your energy just vibrates and people want to be a part of it. And, you know, and I love how you stepped us through, you know, you you put the press release out there, it it gained some attention. You just stood in your purpose and said, look, this is who I am, what I do, and let's, let's roll. And I think there's a lot of energy to that. But share, Megan, where did you get the Dostal House name? The Dostal House name. So, um, I hold my business. My business is housed in a, a, an old home. It was built in 1910. And uh, the neighborhood that this house exists in is a historical, historical neighborhood. There's tax credits and everything for the businesses that restore these properties. So um, after the flood, much of the downtown area of Cedar Rapids was devastated. They had to demolish a lot of these old houses. So in order for a neighborhood to maintain its historical designation, there has to be 13 buildings that are of a certain age. And the Dostal House is number 13. So when we bought the property, we knew we needed to save it because it was really important for the history of Cedar Rapids. It was really important for the neighborhood and the community. Um, And the family that built the house originally in 1910 was the Dostal family, Frank and Anna Dostal. And so I wanted to kind of pay homage to the history of Cedar Rapids by calling it the Dostal House, but also recognizing that during that time we were at the height of the women's suffrage movement as well. So Mm. it's a little bit of girl power and go Cedar Rapids kind of mixed into one. Absolutely. Oh, and that's such a great backstory for those that don't realize that. I think there's a lot of power just right there in that story. Okay. So Megan, um, do you have any entrepreneurial role models? Oh gosh, where do I even start? Yeah, you know, I mean, I was I was raised by entrepreneurs. My father started his own business. My mom was a realtor and was flipping houses. And so I think I've always been surrounded by the entrepreneurial spirit, so I've never known any different. But um, I also married an entrepreneur. My husband is probably one of my biggest role models. Um, he's a man that thrives in chaos, and he just always seems to be able – he's scrappy, and he always makes it work, and that's, that's how you have to be as an entrepreneur. Um, like I said, Diane von Furstenberg, I think is amazing. I love, I love what she is doing now with her success and her fame and being able to give back and empower women. Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop is a really big one for me. Um, I love her focus on health and the natural way and like loving yourself. Uh, I think that's really important. Marie Forleo, she's a big one. Uh, she's kind of a business coach, a life and business coach. I look up to a lot of women mm. just because that's kind of what sets my soul on fire is seeing women thrive in their lives. So I do have, I have quite a few. Excellent. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I think, and I love your diversity of your role models because I think that's very powerful in itself because we, we all learn from those uncharted paths that others have taken mm-hmm. before us. And there's a lot to be said about that. Okay, so let's go for a minute before you are an entrepreneur, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Were there any difficulties that you had to overcome when you started your business? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, well, I, I started my business with my best friend. I started my business with my best friend, and everyone said, gosh, don't do that, don't do that, that's scary, don't do that. And we were bound and determined to be like, no, we're different. We live together, we work together, we play together, we've been closer than family for 12 years. Like, we've got this, we've got this. And um, because we were straight startup entrepreneurs, 
one of us had to work in the business and one of us had to work on the business from the outside. And so we realized uh, about two and a half years in that we were at very different commitment levels, which led to very different understanding levels of what the business needed. So, um, you know, it, it altered our friendship. It changed our friendship. It changed the success of the business. She ultimately decided to step out because she was pursuing a career in real estate, which was fantastic for her. But it was it was hard for me to take because I opened that business thinking that I was opening it with my best friend. And so I put personal in with professional a little bit too much. And I learned the hard way that you you kind of got to keep that separate. You can open a business with your best friend. You can be successful. But keeping your personal life and your professional life separate when you're involving others is, is kind of crucial. Mm, yeah. But, and yeah, and I love your, you know, I love how you share that as well. And um, you're right. There's, it's never easy. And, and in the moment it felt like the right thing. Right. And, but right. what power the, the both of you knew instead of trying to trudge through it and temper both of your success, it sounds like you both went on to be wildly successful in your own right. And we all had, we all have our own purpose and we each found ours through that process, I think. And, and went on yeah. to, to bigger and better things. Right. So what are some of the things that you did before you started your business that would be helpful tips to some of the listeners who haven't yet taken the first step in the entrepreneurial path? Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I knew I loved meeting people. I knew I loved connecting with people. And so I worked retail for a long time. I was with Best Buy. I worked big box retail for about six years. Um, I started as a cashier and customer service, and I worked my way through to being the only female on the sales floor. Um, and then I was in the home theater department, which was a fun experience because when you're working with technology like that, it's funny how many men come in and expect to work with other men. And so um, that was the first time I really felt like my, my gender inequality slash feminist roots really kind of taking place um, when I would have male customers come in and say, no, really, I'll just wait for the next guy. I'll just, I'll just wait for the next person. And I'm like, try me. I've got this. Try me. Like, I can sell you. Um, so uh, I, I think retail and getting to know people and trying anything and everything. I think there's um, power in who you meet because you don't know what doors are going to open through, um, through those connections. And if it wasn't for some of the people that I met in my early days at Best Buy, um, I don't think I would be where I am now because as my career, as my life took me in different directions, some of those people are still the people that are helping me open doors and, and cheering me on. I love it. I love it. Okay, so from your entrepreneurial journey, is culture important from the beginning in your business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Culture for me was really, um, was really organic and was really kind of a, a – my mission was to just create this really feel-good, empowering, safe space for women to come, um, whether they're on an entrepreneurial journey themselves or if they are trying to climb the corporate ladder. Um, either way, I wanted a space where women could just be women. And um, women and men have different needs. So I think culture, the culture that I try to create within the natural house is what kind of sets us apart, especially from other co-working spaces, because that's a really trendy business right now. Um, but your culture has to be authentic. Like your, your tone has to be authentic. Like, I feel like I, I created the docile house to be a reflection of exactly who I am on the inside. So it kind of, 
came naturally with the space. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's look a little bit into the future, Megan, with, with what you've done. Um, what one thing would you do with your business if you knew you could not fail? I'd grow it. Ooh. I'd open more. Okay. I'd open Talk more. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think um, I think there's magic that happens when women come together and work uh, on whether they're collaborating or they're they're um, working on their own things. I think that there's just a special magic that happens when we congregate together, when we pull together. And um, I would love to recreate that. I would love to recreate the magic that I'm experiencing at Little Dostal House in other areas, in other cities. Um, I would like to open open multiple locations uh, and reach more women and bring more women together and kind of help be a part of this movement of empowering women that is so um, so dominant right now. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Okay, so as we're coming into the close of our entrepreneurial podcast here, um, let's talk about some golden nuggets. Is there a favorite quote that you have, and um, how do you apply it? Oh, gosh, quotes. I love quotes. Um, there's so many quotes. That's kind of my thing on – if you look at my Pinterest board, it's just full of quotes, 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 quotes. When I'm um, having a down day or a high day, I tend to always turn to, to quotes to try to find something that makes me feel really good. Um, quotes off the top of my head. I'll tell you one thing that a mentor of mine told me once that has always stuck out with me, and I, I can literally hear her in my head when I'm um, faced with certain – certain situations I think as women we want to make everyone make sure everyone's happy we want to say yes to everything we want to fit everything all in because we want to please everyone and I had a mentor sit me down one time and she said Meg if it's not a hell yes it's a no you can't do it all if it's not a hell yes it's a no um, and then self-love is the best love. I'm not taking care of myself 100%. I'm not giving my clients 100%. I'm not giving uh, my other women that are working within the DASTA 100%. I'm not giving my husband my best self. Um, and I deserve my best self as well. So not necessarily quotes, but like concepts, I guess, yeah. what I can throw back at you. Well, no, I think that's good because you're, you're showing us the way, um, you know, because a lot of people do respond to quotes. But how you've, like, really peeled back your personal process and how others are hearing that, I think there's a gift right there. So I appreciate the way that you position that. That's very powerful. Yeah. Okay, so um, Cher, where can we find out about you? You are a social guru. Um, where can we find <laughs> Megan, the Dasa House? Give us your, um, the different ways that we can look you up and learn more. Sure. I, um, my own personal life and style blog can be found at www.signedm.com. Uh, my social media business uh, and consulting and content creation can be found at signedmstudio.com. And anything about the Dostal House can be found at thedostalhouse.com. And all of those pages have all of my links to my Instagrams and my Facebooks and my Pinterest and my Twitter. Mm. So good. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So to learn more about Megan, you can visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to connect with Megan's resources and add her to your circle of influence. Megan, what a delight. Thank you for joining us and being on this episode today. Thank you today. so much.
Thank you. Absolutely, yes. So we invite you to share this podcast with others, and thank you in advance for your partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day.